All right. So church, today we're going to part two of uh, this series that we started last week that we named The Best Fruit. Okay, The Best Fruit. And what are we talking about in this series? How many of you guys remember? We're talking about what? The fruit of the? All right. Not everybody at the same time. The, The fruit of the? The fruit of the Spirit. All right. Now, today's message, I've titled it, Allowing the Fruit of the Spirit in Our Lives. Allowing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. One of the things that I've learned from God all these years is that God, okay, He will go at our pace, okay? And if you let God, God will do things. But if you want to like, you know, take your time and fool around and all these kind of things, you know what? God will say, okay, I'll wait on you. And let me tell you something. God has all the time in the world, (laughs) That's supposed to be funny. You know, like God has all the time in the world. He's not in a hurry. Okay. He actually holds times in his hand. All right. Now you and I don't have all the time in the world. You know, it's like, okay, Lord, I don't want to be wandering around the wilderness for 40 years of my life. You know what I'm saying? Lord, whatever you need to do in me, do it so that you could use me. You know, so that's what we do. So today, uh, learning from my wife. My wife loves to teach with examples, and I'm not too much of the using examples, but I was like, man, if Gabby would be doing this teaching, you know, I wonder what she would do. And, and this came to me, babe. So you're like inspiring me in, in those kind of things. So I have different fruits here in, in the platform. Look at this. I got a baby mango from my mango tree in the backyard. Okay, this is how they're looking right now. All right, a mango. Uh, this is a Good fruit. The Cubans know this as mame. Anybody know what mame or sapote? All right. This is great, by the way, guys. This is amazing. And my favorite fruit of all time, all right, banana. Listen, I grew up eating arroz con frijoles negro and banana. You know, you put it in there with the meat on the bowl and you mix everything up, you know, banana. And then apples. I remember growing up, they would tell me an apple a day keeps a teacher away. But that never happened, you know. The teacher was always there, but the apple, all right? So we have these four fruits up here. And why do I have these fruits up here? Because each of these four fruits that I picked, I picked them on purpose. They help us with our nutrition. How many of us have heard that fruits are good for for us, okay, for our health? How many have heard that? Well, it's true. And and actually, I'm going to speak to you. For example, I'm going to speak to you guys about this mango. When these mangoes are ready, these mangoes are amazing. All right. This mango that I I have up here, I'm going to tell you um, a little bit about this mango. I learned this from, uh, if you want to go and do the research, webmed.com. And uh, what are the nutrition facts or what does mango help with? Listen to this. You're going to be amazed at some of the things you're going to hear. All right. Mango, for example, is one of the greatest source of vitamin C. How many of you guys knew that mango was like gave you vitamin C? You knew it? You know, we've always heard about oranges for vitamin C, but mango. I'll trade an orange. I'll trade a mango for an orange any day. You know, I'm like, hey, I'll eat my mango for vitamin C, you know, from now on. Okay, listen to this. Helps against blood clots. If you deal with blood clots, mangoes. Okay, it helps against blood clots. Okay, prevents anemia. Lowers blood pressure. If you deal with blood pressure, comprate unos manguitos, you know, get some mangoes coming up. All right. Helps with your blood pressure. Helps the digestive system by reducing constipation, guys. All right. If you deal with constipation, here we go. We're getting to summertime. 
get some mangoes. It helps with that. All right. So now the banana. All right. Talking about the banana. Listen to this. Banana, we've always heard about what? Potassium. Right? Banana has potassium. Listen to this. Banana strengthens the heart. Okay? It strengthens the heart, the heart muscle. Okay? Helps blood vessel walls. Okay? The walls of your blood vessel. It actually helps them. Lowers the risk of stroke. Like, hey, I didn't know that. I'm going to get a bowl of arroz con frijol and banana. Lowers your risk of stroke. All right? Listen to this, great for the kidneys, helps prevent kidney stones. Banana, did you know that? Man, you know that I've always prayed to God. This is one of my prayers. Lord, as a guy, never let me get kidney stones. I've never had kidney, man, guys that have had kidney stones, I feel for those guys. You know what, when they're passing those stones. So you better believe I'm going to eat a banana a day, you know, to make sure that I don't have to deal with that. Okay, mame, let's go to the mame or sapote, all right? Listen to this. Mame is great for the colon, okay, for colon health because it's very high on fiber, all right? Now, listen to this. If you deal with diverculitis, hemorrhoids, all right? Hemorrhoids, it actually helps with hemorrhoids, and it helps with cancer, all right? Good also against anemia because it's strong in iron, all right? So, mame. Baby, this is amazing, all right? This is so cool. And then the apple, all right, the apple, listen to this, guys, with the whole COVID thing. Apple strengthens your lungs, gives you lung strength. That was the number one thing. I I was so surprised, okay? Lung strength, all right? Helps with your heart with asthma, okay? Helps uh, reduce asthma. Weight loss. Anybody out there trying to lose some weight? says that apple helps with weight loss, helps reduce memory disease like Alzheimer's, all right? And last but not least, helps your immune system. Isn't that powerful, all that? Okay, and these fruits here, you know, so PC was out there studying fruits this week and all this stuff. So why are you talking to me about this? Well, because we're learning about the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, and in the same way that each of these fruits that are up here help us in our health, okay, the fruit of the Spirit mentioned in the Bible helps us with our spiritual health. Okay, you saw all the blessings that these things do for our body? Well, the fruit of the Spirit in the same way blesses us beyond comparison in our spirit. And we're going to look into this today, all right? Today, my purpose with this teaching, okay, I want you guys to learn is that we only have one shot, okay, to have a successful Christian life here on earth. A lot of us think, well, you know, I'm going to come back. Yesterday, I was talking to a few people about, you know, um, we were in India. And in India, they think, you know, that there's reincarnation, you know, and that you're going to come back as something else. And over there, they, they revere the cow. And we were talking about when we went to India with with Pastor Kirk, we were in a town that the cows were just there. And the pastors that were there were like, the greatest blessing that you could have is if the cow walks into your living room. You imagine that? I'll have a great blessing if a cow walks into my living room. I'll be having picanha. I'll be having churrasco. I'll be, but for them, if the cow walks into the living room, the cow could do whatever it wants in the house because it could be the grandmother, the uncle, the mom, the dad that just walked in and wants to visit with you right now. You imagine that mentality. So listen, 
All right? I'm like, what in the world was I talking about? We only have one shot at this life. There's no reincarnation. The Bible actually says, okay, that we live once and then the judgment. We live once and then we're standing in front of the Lord. All right? So we got one shot to get it right, guys. To live this life the right way, a successful Christian life. And the only way we're going to do that is if we allow the Holy Spirit to produce the life of Christ in us and live that life through us. He has to produce it in us so that he can live it through us. He produces it in us so that he can live it through us. Okay, so let's talk about the Holy Spirit producing the life of Christ in us. That's the first part that I want to get into today. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Verse 22 and 23. This is the, the, the main verse. Man, I have like mame all over the pulpit now. <laughs> it's like the little pelitos. All right. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says this. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Okay, here we go. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things, all right? So the Holy Spirit is producing this kind of fruit in our lives. Look at me over here, guys. Who is producing this kind of fruit in our lives? Who? The Holy Spirit. Okay, and what kind of fruit is he producing in our lives? Well, the list, if you guys could put that list back there again, guys. What's the kind of fruit that he's producing? We could get the verse up there. It says love, joy, okay, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Who's producing it? The Holy Spirit. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is producing this. By the way, look at me. It's not the fruits of the Spirit, plural. It's the fruit, singular, of the Spirit because it comes from one source. And He produces all these different kind of things. All right? Now, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Pay attention to what I'm going to show you now, because this is something that the Holy Spirit was showing me, and I was blown away when I was seeing it. When you say or you think the fruit of the Spirit, what does that sound like? The fruit of the Spirit is the result of the Holy Spirit. Working in your life is love and joy and peace and patience. You can substitute the word fruit for result. Okay, because you're like, oh, the fruit, and you're thinking of trees. No, what it's saying is the result of the Spirit in your life is love, joy, peace, patience. That's the result of the work of the Spirit in our lives. And I want to give you an example for you guys to understand, okay, the same way, all right, that the birth of a child is the fruit, okay, of an act of intimacy between a couple, okay? The same way that the birth of a child is the fruit or the result, okay? You want to know if a couple was intimate or not? Well, does they have a child? 
It's, that's a way that you can find out. I mean, that's not the only way, but you can find out because you see the fruits or you see the results. Okay, well, in the same way, the fruits or the results of the Spirit in our lives comes from an act of intimacy. And I'm sure maybe you've never even seen it like that. The result or the fruit of the Spirit is also an act of intimacy in our lives. Of intimacy with the Lord. With God. As we walk with Him. Pay attention to this. John. Come with me to John. 15. Verse 4 and 5. This is wonderful. This is beautiful. Because this is how important. Okay. It is to walk in intimacy with our Lord. To walk hand in hand with Him. Listen to me. This is Jesus speaking here, the Lord, and he says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit. What is it talking about? Producing fruit, producing results. Okay, a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful, okay, unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Isn't that powerful? What is Jesus talking about? Jesus is talking about you and me being intimate with him. Walking in intimacy with God. And Jesus is saying, you know what? When you're intimate with me, you're going to produce fruit. What kind of fruit do we produce? Well, it's the Spirit that produces that fruit. Love and joy and peace and the holiest is the result, is the fruit of that time of intimacy that we have with the Lord. Why is this important? Well, because... As we spend time with the Lord, as we allow Him to work in our lives, He produces this in our lives. You might be like, oh, I see no joy in my life. Are you being intimate with the Lord? Are you spending time with Him? Oh, I don't see love in my life. I see hate and anger and frustration. Are you being intimate with the Lord? Because when you're intimate with the Lord, there's a fruit that comes out. That's a fruit that the Spirit produces by being with Him. You can't expect to be a loving person, a joyful person, a peaceful person if you never have intimacy with the Lord. It's as a result of. And even though the Spirit is already inside of us, guys, because He is, let me tell you something. When we come to moments where we're with God, you know what? You can be frustrated at somebody, angry at somebody, and all of a sudden, just the Holy Spirit just comes to talk to you. And all of a sudden, the, the Holy Spirit just brings forgiveness to your heart. And all the anger starts to subside. And all of a sudden, where there was anger and frustration, you see joy starts to coming out. And that's why you see people that could be in the middle of a situation, in the middle of a problem, in the middle of something that you're like, how are they joyful? How are they peaceful in the middle of that? Well, the only way, guys, is that you're spending time with the Lord. And as you spend time with the Lord, there's something that's being produced. What is being produced? That fruit of the Spirit constantly. Is being produced, is being produced, is being produced. It's the life of Jesus inside of you and inside of me. 
The fruit of the Spirit is the life of Jesus inside of you and inside of me. The result of the Spirit. I'm going to show you another example that is going to be even more clear. As I was preparing this teaching, I, I had to stop. And, you know, Milton, I know you've preached, you know, and, you know, some of you guys have taught in small groups and stuff like that. But I was preparing this message on Thursday. And there was a moment that I had just to push the iPad away and I just started weeping. Because it was just, it became so real. It became a revelation. This part here. Because what the Holy Spirit started to show me when Mary was a virgin. Okay, listen to this. Mary was a virgin and the angel appears to her. All right. And what does the angel tell her? The angel tells her that she's going to become pregnant. All right. And when Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant or about to become pregnant, Joseph says, uh, no, thanks. You know what, Mary? Uh, I'm not continuing with this engagement. You know, we're ending this now because I don't believe this whole thing of, you know, God and you having a baby and the Messiah and everything. You know, Mary, this is too much. And God shows up in a dream. Okay. And through an angel tells Joseph, listen to what he says, don't leave Mary for what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the fruit that is in her right now is of the Holy Spirit. What is living inside of her. Listen, guys, this is important. What the Spirit produced inside of Mary's womb. What was it that the Spirit produced inside of Mary's womb? Well, we don't have to be a rocket scientist. It produced Jesus Christ. Who came out of Mary's womb? Jesus Jesus came out of Mary's womb. What does the Spirit produce in us? It produces the same thing that it produced in, different, in, in Mary. The only difference, okay, is that it doesn't produce it in physical form. Jesus physically doesn't come, okay, walking out of, you know, out of us, all right? But let me tell you something. And I want you to, if you're writing this, this is important, okay? It's not another person that is birthed from you, but it's another person that is living through you. It's not another person that is birthed, okay, through you, but it's another person, okay, that is living through you. Who's that person? Is Jesus. And it's the fruit of whom? It's the fruit of the Spirit. And as you walk in intimacy with God, that fruit is being produced, is being produced. Look what Paul said about this in Colossians 1.27. Okay, Colossians 1.27. It says, to them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What I'm telling you guys right now, guys, is a mystery. What is that mystery? Look what he says. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You imagine that? So Paul is saying the mystery, okay, and the hope of glory. What is the hope of glory? Oh my God, what it's saying, the hope of heaven. All heaven is waiting for Christ in you. The hope of glory. You imagine that? The hope of glory is Christ in you. The hope of glory is Christ in me. Heaven is actually rooting us on 
that we will allow the fruit of the Spirit to constantly be produced in our lives because that is the hope of glory. Christ in us. As we see the life of God being lived in our lives. As we start to see Jesus in us. Are you guys understanding what I'm telling you today? I know that I'm dropping some deep stuff here. Okay, don't worry. We're going to go a little shallow now. All right? I learned with Mike, you know, that there's beautiful fishes on, on the deep end. But you could also find some nice things on the shallow end. And we saw that the other day. All right? On the shallow end. And I know that I'm, I'm speaking some deep things here. The same thing that the Spirit produced in Mary, the Spirit wants to produce in you and me. In Mary, it produced the birth of a child, Jesus Christ. Right now, the Spirit wants to produce the life of that child, which is not a child anymore. It's a grown human being. It's Jesus to live through you and me. Now, the second question or the second part, the second point, allowing the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through us. Allowing the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through us. Okay? This is so important, church, and I want you to hear my heart out with this. Okay? Because I'm sick and tired of seeing Christians living defeated. We were not made to live a defeated Christian life. We were not. Jesus didn't die on the cross for the life that many of us are living. God didn't give the best of heaven for me to settle for what I've settled a lot of times. I don't know if this makes sense to you. A lot of us have settled for a portion that God in heaven is looking down and saying, Oh man, I have a lot more than what you have settled for. You see... Christians are not living up to their potential. Christians, okay, are walking away from the faith. Christians, a lot of times, are living like sinners, okay? Christians are living, a lot of times, like if they had two lives, okay? What are those two lives? A cat has, you know, how many lives do they say a cat has? Nine lives? Okay, well, Christians have two lives. What are the Sunday morning and then the rest of the week, you know? And we don't want to be like that. Because I don't want to see Numa Church being a church of people that live something on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And then something else Sunday at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. We cannot, all right? We, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through us. And actually, church, I'm going to get a little deeper in this. You know what? I am actually sick and tired of seeing this happen in leadership in the church. All right? A lot of times the leadership in the church lives like this. You see? We live in a day and age, all right, and in a city, especially here in Miami. You know, Miami, Miami, Miami. I love Miami. I love this city. I do with all my heart, you know. But this is the city of bling, you know, bling, bling, Miami, you know. is what you see. is what you show. And you can be destroyed inside, but you got to show this image, you know, that you're keeping up, you know, with the guy next door, with the guy that lives in Brickle, with the guy that lives on the beach, you know, all these things, you know, the glamour, the lights, you know, the fashion, what's the cool, what's the latest, what's the hottest gadget, you know, if I have a, an iPhone 10, but the iPhone 12 came out, the 10 is not good anymore, now I need the 12, and all these things, and the cars, and the houses, and etc. And let me tell you something, church, this is important. In the church, many times we continue going after these things too. Even leadership, even pastors, even us that are here. And we forget about the fruit of the Spirit. We forget about what God is doing inside of us. We forget about the life of Christ and Christ wanting to live through us. 
And we get our eyes only on this. And church, I got some news for you. This is all going to end someday. And I got some news for you. You got the nicest car, the nicest house, the nicest gadgets. None of that stuff. You're going to take it with you when you go from here. Oh, please put my phone on my casket when I die. You can have a hundred phones in your casket. You're not taking it to heaven, you know. You could be like the pharaohs of old that they used to bury them with all their junk. All that junk, they, it was still here when they discovered the tombs. The ones that they didn't break into, by the way, because a lot of that stuff was stolen already. It's the reality. And then we're living miserable. Because as a Christian, guys, when you go after these things, they're not going to satisfy you. They're not going to fill you. Okay, you have the spirit of God living inside of you, trying to produce the life of Christ in you, and you're still trying to produce this other life. And it's hard, and it's not going to work, and you're going to get frustrated. We forget about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and we miss it. We miss the purpose. We miss the reason of Christ being inside of us. We miss it. We miss it. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We forget that. We forget that glory. Okay? And we go after our glory. And we miss it. So, For example, I'm going to get into something that I know a lot of times as Christians, we even get confused. All right? For example, we go after the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to speak about this, okay? We go after the gifts of the Spirit instead of a lot of times understanding that it's important to go after the gifts. I believe in that, and you're going to see that in a second. But you know what? We got to go after the fruit of the Spirit as well, okay? The gifts is important. The fruit is such as important, all right? Why do we go after the gift? Oh, because, it's, you know, you could see more stuff. You know, when you go after the gifts, that's where the power is. That's where the glory is, you know, because the Spirit gives us power. You know, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's a truth. That's a promise. And you know what, Christians, we need that power. And we need to walk with that power. And we need to understand that the one that lives in us is greater than the one that lives in the world. We need that. We need to be bold. We need to pray. And we need to declare miracles, signs, wonders. We need that. And a lot of times at the church, we're dormant in that. And, and we need to understand that, that they're so necessary in the body of Christ today. For example, you're like, Pastor, okay, now you're talking to me about the gifts of the Spirit. I thought you were talking about the fruit. I want you to understand that these two things are both important. But a lot of times we just go after the gifts and we forget the fruit. And what are the gifts of the Spirit? Well, 1 Corinthians, if you guys go there with me, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Oh, that's the same time of our basketball thing on Friday, 7-11. It comes up again in the preaching. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. Look what the Apostle Paul writes here. He goes, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for a common good. Why is the manifestation of the Spirit given? For a common good, so that we can build each other up. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another... The word of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. And to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another the effects of miracles. And to another prophecy. And to another the distinguishing of spirits. And to another various kinds of tongues. And to another the interpretation of tongues. 
but one and the same Spirit work all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. So here He talks about the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge. He talks about tongues, interpreting tongues, healings. He talks about all this. And then there's another list in the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, okay, I'm going to go there for a second. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. There's a grace that God has given you that is different to the grace that he's given me. Each of us have a different gift of the Spirit. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay? So this is another list here of different gifts of the Spirit. All right? And you're like, Pastor, this is interesting. I want to find out more about the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to find out more about the gifts of the Spirit too. And that's what our growth track is about, guys. Actually, today we have our step four of our growth track, okay? I'm excited because today we have people that will be joining our beautiful dream team. People that will pick a team that they want to serve in according to the gift of the Spirit that God has given. So if you have not done your growth track, today is a great day to start. Okay, at 12 o'clock in the building next door, go and you will discover exactly what are the gifts that God has put inside of you. Now, to go back to what I was saying, okay, many in the church go after the gifts. Many in the church just go after the signs and the wonders Many in the church just go after the miracles. They go after the power. They go after the speaking in tongues. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I used to be one of those. I used to be one of those that if there was this revival meeting in this place, I would go there. And there would be another revival meeting in this place, I would go there. And there was a conference here. I would go to that conference there. And this and that. And you know what? If you're hungry for God, do it. But I want to tell you something. Don't get me wrong. But when you want to use your gift of the Spirit to think that you're superior than other Christians, that's where, you, where we get it wrong. When we're going to get the spirit, gifts of the Spirit, and I've had some people, I remember when I was starting, people say, you speak in tongues? And I was like, no, not yet. Oh, man, God uses me in speaking in tongues. Hey, you prophesy? Uh, no. Oh, man, I know how to prophesy to people. I tell them what God's going to do in their life. Like, man, I'm like a junkie Christian. You're like, people tell it trash, you know, I'm like a trash Christian or something. Because they used to use the gifts of the Spirit to show that you're superior than the other person. And that's not what the gifts of the Spirit are about. It's not about who's superior, who's greater, because it says here that the same Spirit gives different gifts to different members in the body so that together we complement each other. Actually, if you speak in tongues and then the other one prophesy and the other one, you know, cast out devils and the other one this, you know how awesome that church would be if we all work together? Instead of, oh, I do this and you don't, we don't all have to go after the same gift. We got to go after our gift. What's the gift, Lord, that you've given me? And that's why I'm so adamant about it. Take your growth track. Go and find out what's the gift of your spirit. But listen, 
When you think that you could continue in the gift of the Spirit and forget about the fruit of the Spirit, you're in danger of great destruction. And you know what? As we start winding down and wrapping up this message, I want you to hear what I'm going to say. Because your gift needs to hang on your character. Your gift needs to hang on your character. I know many that are used greatly with mighty gifts, but very weak character. And sooner or later, you know what ends up happening? There's a collapse. There's a breaking down. Work on your character. Work on intimacy with the Lord. The worship team, you guys could come up. Work on your intimacy with the Lord. Work on allowing the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit that He needs to in your life. To develop the fruit of the Spirit without neglecting the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Allow the Spirit to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives without neglecting the gifts of the Spirit. And I know that each of us in this room this morning, all of you guys that are watching, maybe you're hearing this through the podcast. By the way, guys, we have our podcast on Spotify and iTunes and all that. By Tuesday, you could hear this teaching. I was actually working out the other day and hearing the teaching. I'm like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool, you know, on Spotify. All right? You can start following it there, Numa Church, Miami. Tell the Holy Spirit in your life to produce more of His food in you. You know, more and more every day. I need more of His love in my life. Because when I compare my love to his love, man, I fall short. I get mad, upset at people when they don't do things the way that I would expect them to do it. And I want them to do this and they don't. And I tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, work in me. I, I, I surrender this to you. You know, I tell them, Holy Spirit, I need produce more of your peace in me. A lot of us, we live situations during the week that just come to rob our peace. And you're like, man, I wish I was back on Sunday. What was that word the pastor said? Or what was the Holy Spirit doing in that moment? Man, he's there with you at that moment. Just for a moment, shut out the voices that are screaming at you. And the problem and the situation, and just for a moment, connect with the Spirit that lives in you. Say, Holy Spirit, I hold on to the peace that you've given me. And produce greater fruit in me. You see, this mango is still small. I can't eat this mango yet. Maybe some of you guys like green mango. I like them when they're very, you know, uh, mature already. But in a few weeks, the mangoes in my tree won't be this small. They'll be a lot bigger. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Fruit takes time to develop. I remember my dad, when he wanted to the fruit to mature quicker, he would get aluminum foil and he would wrap the avocado on aluminum foil. He wanted to eat it like by Wednesday. And it was like Monday. He goes, man, I'm going to wrap aluminum foil on this avocado so that it can mature quicker. You know, and, and he would put that. And sometimes the Lord will put us in situations and you're like, what are these situations? This is so uncomfortable. I don't like this. 
Sometimes the Lord is putting aluminum foil around us to mature us. Next week, I got to come with aluminum foil up here, baby. (laughs) I'm going to come with a whole barbecue up here, I think, man. We need more of his joy. You know, I see a lot of Christians. I don't see joy anywhere, man. Man, you're like sour all the time. Look like you're eating them sour candies at the theater all the time, you know, like popping them in your mouth. It's like, where's the joy? Be joyful, man. You're a conqueror through Christ. Joy. Joyful. Whenever the enemy lies at you, just laugh at him. It's a lie. The liar. Holy Spirit, produce that in me. More of his patience. I need that one. I lose patience. More of his kindness. More of his goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. When I think of that word, I think of Jesus. Jesus was gentle. Out all the power in the universe could just snap his fingers. He tells the guys that are wrestling, you know what, I could call 12 legions of angels right now and we settle this thing real quick. So much power. You know what real power is when you have the power, but you have the gentleness to control it. You only exercise it when you need to, not just when you want to show off. Or a lot of us Hispanics, oh, is that I'm the one here that says what needs to go? Shut up, man. You're like a chihuahua. The chihuahua's always barking, man. And you have the Rottweilers just there. Just quiet. But boy, if that Rottweiler barks, the chihuahua will run, man. <laughs> Actually, there's a saying in, in Spanish. I, I, can't, I don't even know how it translates to the English. But there's a, as, as you mature, you learn things. You don't act the same way. You know, and the spirit produces that maturity in you. And there's a saying in Spanish that says, perro viejo ladra sentado. What that means, an old dog barks, you know what, sitting down. The immature dog hears something, he runs to the fence and is barking. The old dog is all the way over there, like, woof. You know how many times he's chased after that cat and he knows he's not going to catch it? He just barks. And God wants to mature us, church, in the fruit of the Spirit. We don't get all crazy and everything. The Lord is like, man, relax. I got this. Don't you know me by now? I'm going to finish with this. Jesus is on the boat. Disciples are there. A storm is breaking out. And they're all going crazy like you and me go crazy during the week, you know, and all these things are happening and everything. And Jesus is sleeping. And they go and they wake up Jesus. And this is what they tell Jesus. Jesus, don't you care that we're about to die? That's the same thing we tell God every week. Lord, don't you see this thing that I'm going through? Are you God? And I'm not your son. And you forgot about me and this and that. And you throw him all this. And you imagine Jesus like waking up like, you know, like taking his time. Like, what is it you're saying? And the boat is like rocking from side to side and everything is like, 
And Jesus like, what? We're about to die. There's a storm. Remember that Jesus is the result, the birth of what the Spirit did in Mary, the fruit of the Spirit in person. Remember that. And Jesus, instead of saying, oh, yeah, 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 hold on. Where's the anchor? Let's pick up the anchor. Make sure we don't throw the anchor because they're not the ship. You know what Jesus tells them first, the first thing? Oh, you guys have little faith. How long must I be with you? Imagine the first thing he does, he rebukes him. How long am I going to be with you? Haven't you learned already by now? Woof. Just be calm, man. Don't be barking at every cat that passes down the fence. Relax. Let the fruit mature. Let the fruit mature in you. Let it mature in you. And at the end, Jesus just calms the storm and you know the whole deal. They go, this has to be the Son of God. So guys, I'm sharing all this with you this morning. Because Jesus wants to produce this in you. The Spirit wants to produce this in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Close your eyes right there where you're at. And this is a funny question that I'm going to throw at you as we pray. But are you barking at everything that just passes your way? Or are you learning to say, you know what, Lord? You got it. The fruit in you is maturing. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you don't go through troubles, tribulations, situations. You might be going through some of that stuff now. It's okay. That means that you're alive. The day you don't go through none of that means you're gone. <laughs> that you're going through stuff means you're alive. So just tell the Holy Spirit right there where you're at. Holy Spirit, mature me in your ways. Mature me in your ways. It's not the ways of the Jedi, it's the ways of the Lord. Lord, mature me in your ways. And Holy Spirit, continue to produce the life of Jesus in me. Just tell him there.
So there with your eyes closed, I just want you to take a moment and say, Lord, do your work in my heart. Thank you for your patience with me. Continue to mature me in your ways. Guide me. Holy Spirit, have your way. I surrender to you today, Holy Spirit. I want to let Christ live through me. Producing your fruit. I want to be useful in your kingdom, Lord. So allow me to build my character in you and also to find out what are the gifts that you've given me so that I can make a difference in this world through your church in your kingdom. Now, if there's anybody here today in person or watching or hearing this message that has never invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. I want to lead you in a prayer. If you want to be sure that you have the gift of eternal life, it's the Spirit that produces that in you. Jesus said, you must be born again. Be born of the Spirit. It's the life of the Spirit in you. You receive forgiveness for your sins. And you're like, Pastor, that's exactly what I need. Well, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Pray with me this prayer. Lord Jesus, today I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins. Thank you for what you're doing in me. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. But from this moment, I declare that I am a son or daughter of God, filled by your Holy Spirit, ready to be used by you. Do your work in me, Lord. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen and amen. Church, let's put our hands together for our Lord today. Come on. Amen, amen, amen.